Yo, family, what's going on? What's going down? What's shaking? Welcome to Jonathan Soul's podcast. This is your host, Jonathan Soul. Family, what we do in the program is I talk to African creatives. I talk to folk from the diaspora, people who create comics, write fiction, people who indulge in serial entrepreneurship. So family, if you're trying to create your own place in the world, if you're trying to write the future the way you want to see it, you need to tune into this program. JonathanSoul.com every Sunday and Wednesday. And I do comic reviews on Friday. Love you guys. Now check out this interview. Jonathan Soul. Yep, yep, yep. I got the honor and privilege of speaking to a force of nature. Somebody that has been moving and shaking. But you can't see him. You know what I mean? Much like the wind, you just see the evidence of his work. I'm talking about Michael Davis of Milestone Media. I'm talking about Michael Davis of uh, Magic Johnson Entertainment, uh, Motown. Uh, somebody who not only has been creating uh, several universes, other than the ones you know, like on Static Shock and, and, and the whole Milestone brand. But he's also been leaving his mark on, uh, on different creators as a mentor. Michael, how you doing, brother? I am, as always, tall and handsome, my friend. <laughs> how are you? Good, man. Good, good, good. So, uh, you know, I got a lot of buzz off the, uh, off the last interview that we had, and, um, but there still had some questions uh, will pop up about, okay, you know, but why did he leave Milestone? And, 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 and you know, what about, uh, you know, Milestone 2.0, whatever happened? And then you came out with the second article uh, in, in Bleeding Cool about uh, Milestone is Dead. So you, you, you pretty much succinctly laid it out. For, but for folk who didn't read their article yet, can you give us a kind of, you know, a cliff note view of um, what you think? What's your diagnosis of Milestone? Should we still continue to wait for these books to come out? What should we do? Well, first, um, why I left... <coughs> Um, you, you want me to answer the why I left or what I think is going to yeah, happen? Yeah, I mean, you were one of the founding members. You know what I mean? Uh, you, yeah. um, you know, uh, I mean, you were you were, you were right there. Uh, yeah. Chris McPhee, Dennis Callen, Reggie Hustle, well, no, I'm sorry, Reggie mm -hmm. just wasn't the founder. Uh, Dennis Callen, Christopher Priest, Dwayne McDuffie, mm -hmm. Derek Dingle. Um, yep. Well, first, Milestone 2.0 was launched right after the death of Dwayne uh, in 2011, although efforts had been made to bring Milestone back well before that. The most notable, the most notable one was in 2000 when um, Bob Johnson, when he was still at BET, won it wanted Milestone to become part of BET, and I set that deal up, and we, we, we couldn't pull the trigger when there was a uh, a disagreement between Milestone partners about who would be involved, and since it was my deal, it was, if not all of us, none of us. Um, fast forward to 2011 um, until the announcement in 2000, I think it was 2015, 
Um, up until that announcement, I was fully vested in Milestone 2.0. When the announcement happened, uh, I wasn't mentioned. Um, and somebody forgot to tell me. <laughs> wow. I wasn't. I wasn't mentioned. Um, regardless of whether it was an oversight of an issue, you know that was during a time in my life when stuff like that wasn't wasn't very. That that was not the that was not a good thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened? What had happened was the the narrative became milestone is back, but then on the other hand you have. Oh, but where's my computer? Right now, where my headspace was, I wasn't. I wasn't really equipped to deal with that shit. But we're a podcast, so I can use. I can use some bad words. Absolutely. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I, I know now, now you're gonna hang up on me because I use way too much profanity. So, um, when that happened, I was in the midst of some other issues. Chief among them were, I was suffering from a deep depression. Now, mm-hmm. what we don't do in, Af- in the African-American spaces, we don't talk about depression right. because it, it, it has a, a stigma of being a mental illness, and we don't talk about mental illness. Well, uh, I talk about it uh, because if I don't, I'll, I'll end up once again sitting on my, my floor of my bedroom with a, with a gun to my head. So wow. I can't, I can't not discuss it, mm-hmm. and I can't not let people know that it's important enough that it should be discussed. That said, when 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 I saw the Washington, there was a Washington Post article that didn't mention me. So it was, it was not, it was not really understood what was milestone proper. Dingle, Hullen, and Talon have never addressed it. But I can tell you exactly what I think the issue is. Um, I think the issue is, is twofold. First, um, there are people who think I can't be vetted. Uh, and for those people who are just comic book fans, not really up on corporate America, vetted means when you do a background check and you see whether or not somebody is authentic. Well, um, I'm... I, I control the biggest African-American, I control the, the content for the biggest African-American media company on the planet, and that's uh, Urban Ministries. Now, that's pop culture content. I don't control, <laughs> I don't control their, their Christian, um, I don't control their, their, their main business. I'm talking about pop culture, right. comics, animation, things of that nature. And when I say in control, I happen to be the guy that they have they have given leave to help steer them in a certain area. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky enough to be working with uh, uh, Jeffrey Wright, who is the um, uh, CEO, and his his wife, who I don't know her official title, except uh, she calls herself Mistress of the Universe, but so she's all that. Lakita mm-hmm. Goff. Who, just two phenomenal people. Now, a lot of people, because of the way I speak, yes, and I'm not off the subject, I'm getting back to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because of the way I speak and because of my bluster and my swagger, they don't think I'm a Christian, but they would be wrong. Um, 
because you know we just like black people christians are not put into a certain box you know we we come in all shapes and colors and some of us are just really cute and cool um so i think with milestone they didn't know what kind of box to put me in um and i think that's a mistake because um quite frankly it's African Americans who continue to think of somebody as a problem. And I'm not saying that this is the reason I'm saying this is part of my thinking. Um, and this may or may not have anything to do with milestone. Um, but not, not talking to me or not being upfront with me, or even, if it was, even if it was a mistake, um, not to contact me beforehand mm-hmm. um, is is a is a problem in the African the African American entertainment business because we always some of us think that we gotta we gotta be careful how we how we're perceived to the white boy. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not casting the virgins on anyone. I don't know why people do what they do. I know that there are people who love me to death and people who hate my guts. And the people that love me to death are the people who understand that, I'll tell you the truth, the people that hate my guts don't want me in the room because I'm loud and I'm boisterous, but I'm loud about important shit. I'm not loud about, oh, somebody hit my car. I'm loud about, oh, somebody, somebody told me, somebody told me to get out of a hotel because I used the word Lower Alabama, and, they, and, and some white boy was insulted. So, Milestone made the decision to I'm not stuttering, I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to sneeze and I can't find a twix. Uh, <clears throat> hmm. <clears throat> Hold on a second. <clears throat> I don't know that. Alexa, shut up. Um, Milestone made the decision to, to, to revisit what my role would be and the way they did it was was blew up because it's sort of like the Beatles getting together and there's no Paul McCarthy. You gotta mention why Paul's not there. Right? Mm. I mean you just can't do that. Right. So I think that there was a problem with me in the room because of my swagger. But about being vetted, you know, I mean man, my resume is so crazy people think it's fake. You know, because it's just it's just all that. But two years ago when this happened was not a great time for me on any level. So you react to things a certain way. Um, what I think they did was made, they made a calculated error. I don't think they're mean people. I don't think they're cruel people. I know they're talented people, right? I think it was a calculated error and did it just snowball into something that it wasn't. Um, so... And the worst thing about that is that, you know, my boy, Dennis Cowan, who was the best man in my wedding, and I became sort of estranged over the last few years. And when you battle in depression, dude, you, you don't, don't dismiss. It's easy to sort of go into that room by yourself and be dark. But when your boy, when your boy isn't, um, and, and, and the people that you love are not around. Like, there's, I have no immediate family left. It's like, uh, wow. You know, so I mean, I mean, static family was essentially my family. 
His mother was based on my mother. His sister was based on my sister. His father was based on my stepfather. All those people are gone. I'm the only one left. So when you have a problem with your boy, that shit gets really heavy, right? So after a while, I didn't want to listen to any more shit. And, and, and I'm not the kind of guy you approach when I'm in that mode. So long story short, um, Milestone never really discussed why I wasn't part of that release form. I mean, so I, that, that interview, um, did I leave Milestone? Uh, no, uh, I was left out of Milestone, but you can't leave me out of Milestone, man, I'm part of it. You know, even if I'm not doing day-to-day something, I'm, I'm, I'm a part of it. So, and eventually you gotta realize who, you know, I mean, who are we if, if at our core, we are not true to ourselves? I can't, it's like Obama, man, when he talks about Reverend Wright, I cannot be anyone else. I can't be the person, you know, just because, you know, I'm loud doesn't mean I'm not right. And 99.9 times out of 99.9 times, 100, I am right. And that's not, that's not bluster. That's just fact. You know, if I was a white boy, I'd be a genius. But, but the fact is, I'm black, so I'm ugly. So, you know, no. That's, that's, so, yeah, I didn't leave it. They, they left me. But that's, that's, that's not, it's, it's, it's all good. You know, it's, I'm in a different place now. They're in a different place now. Um, and hopefully there'll be some unified conversation in the future. There's a hint. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was that clear enough for you, man? Uh, that was pretty clear. I mean, that was pretty clear. That was pretty clear. I mean, your article goes into dates and it names names and, and things of that sort. And y'all can find that on Bleeding Cool if you search for Michael Davis. When you come at me and you say this happened, that would be a big mistake for anyone because I keep everything. I've got journals. I've got journals from the eighth grade. See, that disparage me on any level because I keep everything. And, you know, I played the long game. It's not when you, it's not the fact that you have it, it's when you let people know you have it, you know? So that's, that's pretty much mm-hmm. where my deal is at. You know, people think because if you're loud or if you're voiceless or you've got energy that you're stupid. Uh, no. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, yes. So you're closest to uh, Dennis Cowan. Yeah. Dennis is a uh, group. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis, Dennis is probably. Is, <laughs> let me tell you something about Dennis. First of all, there was a rumor that the reason that I was in Milestone is because Dennis and I had a fight. Dennis, Dennis got like a forty-fifth degree red-black belt, focus, whatever the fuck. That boy, I wouldn't even. I, yeah, right. There was, Dennis is so immersed in, in martial arts. That even thinking about having a fight with him, I just felt my, my jaw crack, you know, because it, that's ridiculous. A, a fist fight with him mm. would be like a fist fight with the Hulk, right? Um, so um, that, that didn't happen. How close were you to uh, Dwayne McDuffie? Oh, wow. Um, here's something that you're, you're um, here's something that I don't know if it's ever been talked about publicly. Um, I met Dwayne in the 80s, right around the time 
when mm-hmm. Jeanette Kahn, who was running DC at the time, asked me for a list of people who she thought would make good black editors at DC. Um, now, oh, well, that that, okay. that that that's pretty much where my power lays, man. My power lays in the fact that people who make decisions like that, they know how I roll, right? Like the people at Bleeding Cool. I mean, Bleeding Cool, mm-hmm. he got some real assholes who read that sucker, but but but. I don't know if those people are 12 years old or 10, but what I do know is that they'll tell you the truth about something they don't like, right? But, so I had only met Duane once, and he was the second person on my list. No, actually the third person. There was a, uh, I made a list of 10 people. <clears throat> First one was Jim Alden. The second one was um, Deborah Bennett, who was an editor at Scientific American back then. And the third one was um, Duane mm-hmm. Duffy. That's how much Duane had impressed me when I met him, when he was an assistant editor at Marvel. Uh, how did you meet him? I was going him? through Marvel one day. I used to go up to Marvel Comics to hang out with my girl Darlene, who was a receptionist. Um, when I say my girl, she was a friend. She wasn't my girl. And uh, Mike Hobson, mm-hmm. <clears throat> who, this is another way of, of the way I do business. Mike Hobson was senior vice president. Mike Hobson then went to another entertainment company, and my relationship with Mike Hobson carried over to that entertainment company, but that's beside the point. So Mike Hobson used to go to lunch between 12 and 1, and I used to show the Marvel Comics between 12 and 1, so uh, <clears throat> to watch uh, All My Children. Uh, yeah, I said that, yeah. Uh, to watch uh, All My Children. So the, I'm a real man, I could watch All My Children. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. That's back, that was back in the day when all my children wasn't stupid, you know? So one day I, I had done watching all my children, and I'm walking to Marvel. I think I was on my way to see uh, Jim, Jim Shooter about something. And uh, I hear this almost angelic voice. And I, used, I got a cold now, so I can't do it. But I used to be able to do a pretty good Dwayne. And uh, hey, hey, that, 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 it was deeper than that, but it was think Michael Jackson, but with some baritone in it. Um, and he just started talking to me wow. and he was just one of the smartest conversationalists I've ever, that he was just a good, he was a smart guy and he just started talking to me and hmm. the next time I saw him, he was coming out of marble with a bunch of white editors and whatnot. And when he saw me, he, he made it a point to come over to me and say hello. And we sat there and we talked for a little while and, and that's cool. And then. When I see him from time to time, but when when Dennis and I were, were at Comic Con, when he came up with the idea of Milestone, and make there be no mistake, Dennis came up with Milestone all by himself. There was no help. Um, I co-signed at the moment, but when Dennis came up with Milestone, the first person we both agreed to call was a uh, Dwayne, right? Um, uh, and wow. but 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 Dwayne was not Milestone's original editor. The original editor at Milestone was Christopher Priest, known 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 before that as Jim Alvin. So um, mm-hmm. that the, the that piece. so long story short, Milestone ceases publishing. I 
Dennis comes out to join me. I'm at now. I'm at I'm at Motown Animation and Filmwork, which is film and TV for Motown. Don't ask how I got that job. Well, I'll tell you. I'm just you smell that. That's me. I'm the shit. <laughs> so I'm there, and I, the only reason I do a comic book line is because somebody at DC Comics insulted me, and I said, "Well, I guess I'll do a comic book line." Now this is when Milestone is still is still publishing. By the time I'm ready to launch the comic book line, Milestone. Mm-hmm was still publishing, but they were under all sorts of issues with DC. So I do what any corporate raider does. I, I call up Dennis and I say, yo, man, you want to come over here? <laughs> and, you know, I made him an offer he couldn't mm. do. So he came out here. And now, after a while, Milestone and DC had sort of hit this rough patch. Um, and it was Dennis who said... You know, uh, at this point now, Dennis is working. He has got static. He's doing static. So he's he's out of Motown. We're, we're, we're both done with Motown, and he goes to one of those. But actually, he went to DreamWorks first. I went to another company called. Uh, it doesn't matter. So when he when he when static gets picked up, Dennis and I are having a conversation about writers, and we start talking about Dwayne, and he was really concerned about Dwayne working among the, the, the powers that be at one of those. But Dwayne just didn't take any shit. And he would tell you, you know, this is a bad idea, mm-hmm. this is ridiculous and whatnot. And it's one thing doing that in comic books. It's another thing doing that at a studio. Um, but it was, you know, but mm-hmm. we decided that Dwayne should, should be out here. And, and and Dennis made the call and, and brought him out and brought and brought him out to Hollywood. And when Dwayne got out here, he was ruling. He, he, he ruled. But like a lot of people from New York, he couldn't drive. So for the first couple of weeks, I drove him around like I was I was Hulk and he was Miss Daisy. The big ass Miss Daisy though. But and the funny thing is, is that I have I always own two cars. One's a truck. And one's a, a, a sports car. And whenever I picked up Dwayne, I like to drive the sports car because he looks so big. And I just wanted people to know. How <laughs> so, so we were we, we were we were very close. I mean, when he first came out here, I drove him everywhere. I took him everywhere. I took him, you know, first thing we do when we go to a new city, we got to find out where to get a haircut, where to buy the groceries, you know, um, where to pick up that that white girl. That's a joke. Um, it's funny he married like girl. <laughs> so, so we were real close, and then we, we, we. I, can't, I had an idea to do a a superhero group, a superhero book about why there were no black people in the Marvel or DC universe well before Milestone showed up. Because before Milestone, the biggest thing at DC was um. But the most prolific black character was Mal from the Teen Titans. You remember that? You ever remember Mal? Hmm. I remember Teen Titans. Mal. M A L. He's just a black guy. You know, he didn't have any black guys. No, I don't remember that. All I remember was a uh, uh, cy- yeah, uh, yeah, cyborg. Yeah, you know what? That's that's a good point. Marvin, Marvin, George, Marvin, Wolf, and George, George Perez did that. But yeah, that's a good point. Uh. How dare you correct me on, on your shit? We have to edit that out. 
Um, um, yeah. yeah, but but <laughs> Mar- look, love Marv Wolfman to death. He's like he's like a he's like a father to me. But and, and Lynn Wayne, I mean, all those guys. I mean, the, 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 and Jack and Jack and Jack and Stanley, Great and Kirby. All the all the big ass black characters were created by white boys. And before Milestone, there really wasn't any black characters of note created by black creators, right? Um, of note. Now, Spawn, you know, the biggest black character ever, Spawn and Blade, both created, one taught me following, great guy, liked Todd a lot. And again, Mark Wolfman, we created Blade. Neither one of those, I mean, Todd got a lot of swagger, but he ain't black. And neither is Marv, although Marv, Marv think he is sometimes. So before us, there was no mm. real black characters created by black creators. And once I sat down to think about it, I was like, why were there no black characters in the DC Universe or the Marvel Universe? So I came up with this thing called the Underground. The fact is there were black characters, except they had to operate underground. Duh, because you see a flying nigger in the year 1938, Oh, by the way, mm. um, Strange Fruit, by I think it was Mark Wade, and I forget the artist's name, was the exact same premise as The Underground. No, they did not rip me off. I'm just saying genius, genius follows genius. But I created The Underground back mm. in 80-something, whatever, it doesn't matter. So I wanted Dwayne to write it, and we wrote it. Mm-hmm. He wrote, took it to D.C. There was an editor there. I won't give you his last name, but his first name was Andy. And he said... He, he wanted to do this. Oh, throw it to Jeanette Kahn. She signed an editor. His name was Andy. You know? Um, Andy said he would love to do it, but he wanted to do it with anyone but me. How the fuck was he going to do my creation without me? Right? So Duane said, oh, that ain't going to happen. Right. So then we took, we took it to Dark Horse. And uh, Mike, if you work with Mike, great thing about working with Dark Horse is Mike Richardson, the publisher, really likes it. You work with Mike Richardson directly. The worst thing about working with Dark Horse is Mike Richardson really likes it. You work with Mike Richardson directly, and directly could mean, well, it could mean in January he's in Prague doing another Hellboy film, and the next time you hear from him would be after the Hellboy film premiere. He's just that busy. So it took it took ten years to get this shit right. straight, and then by the time it got straight, Mike said, "Yo." Let's just do, let's get the superhero. Let's do the story of the Underground Railroad. And that's what it became. Now, Dwayne wanted to write that. Unfortunately, around that time, that's when he passed. So how close were we? Um, so close that the night before he died, he uh, sent me an email. And um, so close, it's very, it's very seldom that I can't. But I can't talk about him like this without seeing up. So, um, I understand, we, brother. I understand. But, uh, um, you mentioned, yeah, I don't want you to. I want to respect that. Being the way, I told him everything he knew. You know, we can do that. <laughs> right. Go ahead. <laughs> you talked about, um, in, so I, I reread the Guardian article. Um, you know, before before I called you again. Had somebody read it to you. And, uh, you missed that spot about, about Aaron, then, you know, clearly whoever was reading it to you the first time was reading too fast. You, 
Yeah, my my daughter told me that I read like uh, like Mayweather. So I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> it might take me longer. You know what I'm saying? But um, it's interesting because Aaron Magruder was mentioned in that article. Can you talk a little bit about Aaron Magruder? Um, probably Aaron is the best hope we have right now of a brother ever running a studio, right? Um, unfortunately, unfortunately hmm. okay. you know, um, he's too freaking smart for that. <laughs> you know, when I say unfortunately, because, um, you okay. know, he, he just, when I say running the studio, because Aaron's, Aaron's, Aaron's just light years ahead of people, and like me, except a lot more famous, he, he tends not, he tends to tell people the truth, and he tends to tell people what, what, what it is he thinks, but, you know, just because I think a thing doesn't mean that thing is should be that way. But when I, I met him, um, mm-hmm. my assistant back in my back in the day was it ninety ninety three? A woman named Peggy Go- Goldwire. Peggy was in my mentor program, and for, mm-hmm. for for around a year, she kept talking to me about this kid. Right when I when I when I when I when I staffed Motown Animation and Filmworks, I, all my key staff were people who came out of my mentor program, um, who read now like the who's who of comics. Okay. Brett Lewis was editor-in-chief. Um, Kevin McCarthy was um, uh, special, uh, called, uh, a special editor. Was, um, uh, he, was, he, was, he was an editor, but he, special project editor. Um, John Paul Leon... Uh, was, did our flagship, drawing our flagship book. Uh, Chris Sotomayor, who's a huge colorist now, mm-hmm. learned color on the job at Motown. Um, because, I, yeah, I mean, because... Wow. You got... Look, we, we've got to, you know, we've got to give each other the chance. I mean, can you imagine... Can you imagine if everybody mm-hmm. had to show... It doesn't matter. You know what? Let me, let me stay on point. So some of the biggest names in the industry came up through my mentor program and but when Peggy really when Peggy really doubled down about Aaron about bringing him in to talk to me I was like look you know it's different when I was just doing this mentor thing and illustration but now I'm running this multi-million dollar company one you know Motown's one of the biggest one of the most Motown Motown Playboy and the Holly Davidson the most three most famous companies in the world and IBM their logos are the most famous fucking things in the world I'm like, right. I don't have any time. She insisted that I see this kid. I said, all right, I give her 15 minutes. Kid walks in. Four hours later, I'm still talking to this kid. What struck me about Aaron was this. Wow. Aaron was a decent artist then, but that boy's imagination was crazy. The way he wrote was ridiculous. The way he, the way he turned a phrase, the way, mm-hmm. and when he came in, what he wrote was just stuff that would, that he could draw. He, he really wanted to be an artist, just just to draw. I'm like, that's not your strength, kid. Mm-hmm. Your strength is how you write. And he, he was dismissive. Of the, and that's not, I mean, I guess he knew he had talent, but he really wanted to be an artist. And I just broke mm-hmm. it down for four hours. This is where you're, this is where you, this is your space. If you want to be an artist, 
fine, but do something. I didn't tell him to do a comic strip. You know, I said, do something where your writing will take the forefront like a newspaper article, not newspapers, I mean like a, like a children's book or a book illustrated with just one page illustration. But it's your writing that really takes, takes me to another level. And period, I mean, he did not like coming out of that meeting, but periodically he would call me for, for advice. Long story short, he blows the fuck up. <laughs> you know, and, and wow. well, it's, 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 a, wow. it's um, who really helps him with that. I mean, once that started to happen, um, like I said, when I was in Motown, but Aaron pretty much went home and decided that whole newspaper thing by himself. Right, but there's a really, really, really small collection of people of color in Hollywood. So, like six degrees of separation. Um, mm-hmm. I think I introduced him to, to Dennis, who introduced him to. Now, don't quote me on work, whatever. I think this is the way it worked. Who introduced him to Reggie Helen? And Reggie Helen really helped Aaron get to the next level with getting his stuff before people. Uh, so, but okay. but one of the greatest moments of my of my life was finding out that that girl was not pregnant. She could not blackmail me. That's a joke. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, I knew well. he was going to throw a curve in there. I, knew I was waiting. It's all this beautiful yeah. moment. Help mentor this brother. Well, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I need to go throw a curve in there. Tell me about, tell well, me well, about well, well, N. Stephen Harris. And I got, well, I got his book over my shelf right now. The biggest moment of my life huh? besides that girl. Um, I walked, now, the black panel uh-huh. Is 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 a is a, a, a no joke panel. I mean, you, you can't mess with the black panel. I mean, it's it's just all right. But but we not in Hall H. Hall H is where they put Stan Lee. Hall H is where they put the Avengers movie premiere with, with the with the Avengers. Right. The black panel is in a respectable room. Room five. You know, the black panel holds court. But the black panel is kind of like black enterprise. Everybody respects it. Not everybody reads. It, but you can't fuck with it. Right now, mm-hmm. I walked in the hall H once while to see Aaron in the middle, in the middle of this kid talking about how I helped steer him. And when I say steer, like I think he was being much too generous. You know how I told him the truth about, and I walked in right when he was telling that that freaking story, and and it it. it it wow. just so happens I walked in with some ladies, you know what I'm saying? That's me, baby. Yeah. So um, uh, that that was the greatest the greatest moment of my existence. And this is this goes again to the young brothers and sisters out there who who, who want to get into the game. This is how this is how real power works. Last year, Wayne Brady was supposed to be mm-hmm. on the Black Panel, couldn't make it, and. He called in, but but I saw Aaron the night before, and I had a spot. Now Aaron's Aaron's dance card is filled from the minute he he gets in the he gets in the Comic Con, from the minute he gets there to the minute he leaves, his dance card is filled. He's doing interviews. He's he you know he's a he's um uh, doing check. He's doing stuff that big stars do, right? I said, Yo, man, can you can you roll by the black panel tomorrow? Hmm. And he said, Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know and. And he showed up, and I put him on panel. That's beautiful. And you, know, you don't, and, and but you do that because you know I got a relationship with the kid. The kid, he, man, he's just a, he's a he's a good brother, and and he's a smart brother, and he's a generous mm-hmm. brother. And if he's listening to this, 
I'd like a piece of that money that I helped him achieve. You know what I'm saying? Now, now I don't take a cent from anybody I mentor, man, because uh, that's not how you get to the next level or to the level next. Uh-huh. Now, and Stephen Harris, let me tell you about that little, that guy, right? Um, Steve, as I call him, um, I can't call him the N-word for obvious reasons. Uh-huh. <laughs> Steve came into the mentor program and was very quiet. He's still very quiet. And the boy was just talented. And I offered him a spot to come out to L.A. Um, when I was moving everybody out to L.A. For, for, for the Motown Animation Gate. Steve re- respectfully declined, right? But I did something that I, I, I didn't. I wanted to keep all the artwork and the writers in-house, right? So Steve was the only artist was Stephen John Paul who um, I let stay in New York and, and still work on those books, right? Um, and Steve, for a long time, was my wow. go-to okay. guy anywhere I needed an artist, you know, because the guy's just talented, very, very quiet. And he's also, you know, when he speaks, he, he speaks truth to power, though, you know? Um, and I remember one of the greatest mm-hmm. moments of my life when I walked into a luncheonette and he brought me a sandwich. That was nice thing. As a joke, yeah, but you don't understand, because I'm above you. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a whole, I'm a whole level next above you. Right. Yeah, I, I get the hints. We're going to get there, brother. We're going to get there. I mean, I, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, I definitely gave my own way. So how does this mentor, this mentor, this, this mentoring thing, was it structured or, 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 or was it spontaneous? Tell me about this mentoring piece. My mentor program? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was this something spontaneous? Um, was it structured? My, I mean, was there an application process? Tell me about the mentoring piece. Which is, who is probably, and I don't say this with any, but this is just true. Probably one of the most important artists of the 21st, 20th and 21st century. Um, first African American to ever get into the jazz and history of art, right? Before then, there's only white boys in there that you know, that, you know but, but wow. he's, he's that guy. And um, he's always instilled in me each one teach one. He would, he would, he would, he, he told, mm-hmm. taught me certain things about business. And it's not just about art. It's about business. It's about how you act. It's about who you act with. It's about who's in your, who's in your circle. Who is it in, who is it that you can depend on? Because it's not enough. It's not enough to know. It's not enough to make about the money. It's not how much money you make. It's how much money you can control. Right? I have been dirt poor, but able to write, but able mm-hmm. to make a call and, 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 and get, someone to put a hundred thousand dollars in my bank for a certain project, which was me paying my rent, you know, <laughs> whatever. But, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's that, is, and, and it's, it's that, that's the one thing that young artists don't do. We don't, we, we think about, they think about, and I did this too when I was starting out. Um, we, we, we think about getting a job, doing the job, getting paid for the job, getting the next job, doing a job, getting paid for the next job. No, 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 no. That's not, how, that's not how the white boys do it. And I say white boys, I don't say white boys as in any racist land. I'm just saying that they, they ran the game so long that they, that, that the game, you know, the game is their game unless you start the ownership, which I, which I did. So mm-hmm. what, it's like, when you, when you first go into an art director, if you, if I, used, I tell my students, if you got a month, Tell them you take a month, but bring the shit in in three weeks. Don't mention you're going to bring it in in three weeks. Just bring it in in three weeks. 
he'll call you again. And after a while, people start relying on you. Because half of the, half of the, half of the battle of getting to be a professional artist is getting people to want you in their office. Once you get into, if you can, if somebody doesn't mind having you in their office or talking to you on the phone, that's half the battle. They don't mention that shit in crap. They don't mention that at Yale. They don't mention that in any place. Any place, any any good art school doesn't mention that. And let me tell you why. They, they don't mention that because mm-hmm. who, whoever's teaching at Pratt, Cooper Union, SBA, maybe not Cooper Union because they, they're crazy over there. School of Visual Arts, SBA, this, this, this little known art school called Art Center out here. Um, these, the teachers who teach at those universities are the best and the brightest in their industry. Now, everybody thinks that's a good thing. And it is a good thing. Except, think about this. They're the best and the brightest and the, and the leaders of their industry. So if you've got a guy who's leading your industry, teaching you, that's great, except for one thing. The sucker's not going to tell you everything because he's training his competition. He's training his competition. Right. So I don't... So we, as an African-American, we need to stop thinking about that. So there's not enough of us doing this for me to be scared of anybody who's coming in after me. You take a look at the people who came out of my program. John Paul Leon doesn't look like the way I paint. People don't even know I'm an artist anymore, which is funny. John Paul Leon doesn't look like Bernard Chang. Bernard Chang doesn't look like N. Stephen Harris. N. Stephen Harris doesn't look like Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy, and, and I can go on and on and on. But they, but right. to mentor is not to show people how to do it, not just to show people how to do it, but how what, what to say while you're doing it, how to appreciate it. And you don't want, you don't want a you don't want a job, you want a career. Everybody, Sean Martinborough, um, Sean Martinborough runs a studio. Um, I mean, everybody came out of my program runs a studio. They don't, they're not sitting there with with their hands on their balls, going, I'm looking for the next job. Their phones are always ringing, right? And you can't take, you can't make it without. Mm-hmm. You cannot make it without monetary gain, right? You you you, you can't because at this mm-hmm. because at that point, if all you're looking for is a paycheck, then you know then you make decisions based upon that. You know, um, Michael Ovitz, who might be the greatest manager, greatest agent ever, and Jay Bernstein, who might have been the greatest manager ever, in in Hollywood, both told, asked me the same thing, and I both told them the same answer. They asked me, why don't I just spend some time and set up a management or an agency, because I got all the talent. And I told them both, I don't like the side of, I don't like the side of blood. And they said, well, what, what do you mean? I said, for all the people I have to stab in the back. You know, I, you know, I'm, you know, I guess I'm not that guy. Wow. I, 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 I can't do that. I'm not, wow. I'm not. And not to mention, you know, I can call Steve, I can call, I can call any, any of these A-listers who came through my program. I can call them up right now and say, I need a favor. And they don't consider it a favor. They consider it each one, each one, you know? So it's, 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 uh, right. you know, I'm a good, I'm a, you know, and, you know, when, <laughs> another thing is, you know, at my deepest, darkest moment, 
I get calls from these guys that make me just realize that, you know, I've done a little good on this man. You know, but, uh, yeah, 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 whatever. That's but let beautiful. me tell you. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. So, I wanted to steer in and to talk about this Comic-Con that's coming up in San Diego next week, right? Yeah, and the fact that I'm talking to you is amazing. Because I don't talk to anybody. around. Really, I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm flat. Hey, listen, the importance you know, of it is lost on me. Follow up with me, I'm flat. Right? But, um, but around this time every year, the, the only phone calls I'm making is to my dealer. Not my drug dealer. Get your... <laughs> Get your, get your mind Fair out ball. the gutter. I play poker. <laughs> yeah. No, um, yeah, so Comic-Con is like in a week. And uh, doing, it's the 20th anniversary of the Black Panel. And um, I, got, I got some exciting mm-hmm. news, which I'm going to share with all of you and your customers. And this is not a joke. I am buying Marvel Comics. I bought Spider-Man this afternoon, and I'm going to get the Avengers as soon as I come up with <laughs> Dude, they come up with the money. That two, that, 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 the couple, the couple prices are going up. Yeah, I'm launching a. Uh, well, you, you, I'm launching. You know what, man? I'm gonna get my boy on the phone. Shit, I can't. Hold up. Um, I'm gonna see if I can get Wayne. You know, I'm doing. I'm doing it. All right, I'm launching a. Um, <laughs> how can I put this? All right, I'm. La- I'm launching an enterprise called Level Net with um. With with okay. some well-known folk, um, world-famous folk, and Level Next is the next level of pop culture, specifically film, television, graphic novels, and comic books. And uh, I'm very, very, very excited about that. And, um, yeah. Wow. It's, 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 it's okay. all that in the okay. hand so you're launching a, a media company focused on like it's, sci-fi it's, it's, type content? It's or? focused on pop culture content, um, and with, okay. it, with, with, with a slant towards people of color. Now, when I say slant, well, first of all, there's a misnomer in this country about black about black people in the popular arts. We own we own popular arts. We just we just don't own as much in, in comics and, and video games as we do in music, you know, and sports. But 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 black culture is youth culture, right? And um, right. It's it's the, the the first thing that's coming out from Level Next will probably be um, a novel that I'm writing called uh, White Winter Black Night. It's about a uh, oh dude man, dude, hit the scoop. It's about it's, it's I can't even tell you because somebody will rip you off. It's about uh, how 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 a mother becomes pregnant. No, <laughs> um, it's a it's an apocalyptic novel, which which is a slant on apocalyptic novels. Basically, it puts black people right smack in the middle of World War Three, except it's 1963. Now, when World War Three happens in 1963, that's a whole different. There's a whole different life thing out there because, you know, that's right smack in the middle of the civil rights movement. But you're trying to rebuild America right smack in the middle. Get it now. Whoa. Get it. So you're trying to rebuild America. That's that. Whoa, that's, that's heavy. I, I got Jewish stories for anybody to think about ripping off that concept. 
Um, I sold that to Karen Hunter, uh, Karen Hunter, Karen Hunter Publishing, and our distribution is through Simon and Schuster. So Level Next is a damn. I don't let another, let another, let another cat out the bag. Oh boy, that's too bad. I'm not calculating and I'm not doing this on purpose. Um, Level Next. That's probably going to be the first thing from Level Next, followed by a graphic novel called American Thug, which I will not give you any more information about. But let's just say the cover of American Thug itself wow. has made people go, I need to read this, right? And if I'm just going okay. to give a little hint to the storyline, the, sub, the, sub, the, sub, the sub, subtitle is The Trump Card is about to be played. Um... Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, I know, man. Damn. I'm, I'm a All bat. Right. Get All my right. mouth. All right. Yeah, we can do it. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm badass. Dude, man, it's, it's, I'm going to send you the cover, man, but you can't show it anybody. Right? No, it's... it's, it's that's fine. That's yeah. fine. So so what I'm what I'm hearing is is that uh, the black panel, um, and uh, you're going to have, the Black Panther is going to be, you know, 20th anniversary at, at the Comic-Con. And then uh, is there a guest a surprise? I mean, it's only a week away. I mean, can you oh, tell us the guest or you, we got to wait? What's has, going on? Hold on, let me turn on my computer. Oh, man, I got to start watching corn in the middle of the day. I said I got to start eating corn in the middle of the day. Right, of course, of course, of course. Oh, the buffering made it made it sound. It's now Karen Hunter publishing. I thought Karen Hunter was a host uh, on uh, Sirius Radio, uh, Sirius XM. Karen Hunter is a huge host on Sirius Radio, Sirius FM. You know what? If I wasn't on, you know what? I can see if I can. Yeah. I, I, you know what I'm going to try to do? I'm going to try to conference in Karen, but she's on New York time. What's that? Twelve thirty. Well, Wayne's on this time, but I'm afraid I'm like, you can get yeah, to I know how it is. Hold on a second. Password. What's my password? I know my password. Two zero. What's somebody going to do? Come to my house, break in, and then figure out what computer this password is on? <laughs> I'm not going to say it out loud anyhow. Um, what was I going to say? Um, Karen. Yeah, Karen, 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 Karen's got to pull a surprise. Karen's no joke. She's got to pull a surprise. She's a writer. Okay. Her, her, her imprint, she is mm -hmm. probably the most powerful African-American woman in publishing, with the possible exception of wow. a young lady who's going to come up to my mentor program in like a, like a year, but I'm not going to mention her name. No. Um, and she's got to deal with Simon Schuster. And, and her radio show on Sirius is just crazy. I mean, that's like, that's like she's a... She's a media princess, man. And Karen and I, oh, check it out. Karen and I met when she was running Mentor Magazine. That She met when she interviewed me for Mentor Magazine way back when, like 20 something years ago when I was seven. Oh, that's cool. You know? So, yeah. So, I'm yeah, doing something with, cool. with, okay. with. So, this is a nice little thing. Now, about the guests on the panel this year. Um, mm -hmm. Every year. You know, the, the panel's got some serious, serious, serious participants over the last few years. I mean, we've had everyone from RZA to um, uh, Bill Duke, uh, you name it, man. I mean, you, we've had the biggest names in entertainment on that. Yeah. This year, 
I kept I kept the list secret um, for two reasons. One, some of the names are so big that it's very possible at the last second they may not be able to make it, right? And some of the names are so big that I don't want to have to deal with people just coming there just just to see who the heck is on the diet. I'm not, I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? If you're not, if you're not, right. you know, if you're not fully vested in what we're trying to do as a black town, you know, keep your ass at the Marvel. Look what we got next year for you, panel. You know, no, not not a shot against Marvel, man. But you know, man, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to do something different that's going to raise the, raise the conversation to 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 another level, a level there. But I'm not I'm not trying to be anybody. Mm-hmm. Let me get a let me get a um, let me get a. Uh, the autograph thing. I mean, it's crazy. You know, I mean, and, and, and don't get me wrong. Right. Comic Con is the single greatest pop culture event in the world, and they don't play when it comes to authenticity, mm-hmm. right? They don't. They don't let people just show up, and because they got a big name, if they don't have anything with pop culture and what Comic Con. And by the way, Comic Con is a five hundred one c three. It's a nonprofit. So if you don't have anything, if, if what you're bringing mm-hmm. to the table. It's only self-serving, you know. You know, outside of the premieres from Marvel and DC, what, not Marvel and DC, these movie people, right? Um, you know, they 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 are left mm-hmm. to give you any panel time because um, because they they don't they are true to their source, you know, and they are they are they are true to a they are, they are true yeah. to their mission. And what is their mission? I'm looking at the uh, website here, uh, theblackpanel.com, and in 2014, no, 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 no. you had Orlando Jones. Yeah, Everybody knows him page. from the alumnus page. Uh, let's see here. All right. Let's see here. Uh, Axel Alonzo. DC Comics. Okay. Bill Duke. Wow. Cheryl Lynn uh, Eaton. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chuck Jigsaw Creamer. Creamer. And Cree Summer. Everybody knows her from uh, the old Cosby no, uh, uh, show. Uh, what was it? Called, uh, a different world. Oh, gosh. The spinoff. The college thing. Um, yeah, it'll hit me. Different world. And oh, then, of so course, she's a terrific she's voice actress for, voice for actress uh, animation. You know, she's all that. Wow, you got David Walker? Okay. That's the badass mofo guy. All right, damn. All right. Let's see. Don Richard. She's a singer. Martin Musical Group. Dainty Kane. All right. Uh, of course, the great uh, Dennis Cowan. All right. And and, and Richard Dink. Uh, Derek Dinkle. Uh, Dwayne McDuffie, of course. Uh... This is a new name. I haven't heard this brother before. Is it a uh, Eric Van Lowe? Eric man. Van Lowe. Yeah, well, Eric Van Lowe. Yo, homeboys and I. Eric Van Lowe is the comedy show. He also created a show called Rock. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a classic. Eric, Eric, the Eric Rock is, is a classic. Before Sandra Rhymes, Eric was the premier black showrunner in television, mm-hmm. and he's still badass. And, and he's still doing great shit. Wow. Eric's no joke. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now, Eric Alexander, I she's, love- she's, she's one of my favorites. 
I actually uh, did a what, photo what, shoot with her years ago. Was he drunk was to, to, uh, to agree to that? <laughs> no, <laughs> she wasn't drunk. Yeah, and uh, let's see here. Um, all right, George, Arthur, Rusty. Oh, Rusty. Uh, Did I say his Rusty name right? Rusty was the head writer on the Chappelle show. He also wrote Free of a Black Hat. What? Yeah, oh, that's, that's not, not your joint. If you don't know that movie. writer. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, who who reads the credits to the man? Exactly. You know how many years ago that was, but that was the, that was the bomb. Yeah, favorite black hat. That was dope. That was when my VHS. That's when we was phasing out of VHS, and I discovered something called yeah, America right. Online Rusty, Internet. Rusty's badass, man. Rusty's just, yeah. All right. Yeah. Jay Yo, uh, August it's, Richards. Um, Jay August from uh, from the from the um Death yeah, he's definitely. Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so you got some luminaries Neo, out here, man. That's, you that's missed dope. Wayne Brady. You missed um, uh, what do you call it? Method Man. You missed. I mean, you missed. You missed. You missed. You missed. Kevin Gravo, who did uh, yeah, uh didn't he, he write Underworld? He created Underworld. Yeah, and he also has a I comic like out man. now. Yeah, that boy's voice is is, 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 is deeper than Barry White. Is like, I'm, yeah. Whenever I meet, whenever yeah. I see him, I'm, I'm super gay. Just one minute, but then I'm back. Okay, I'm a legend. <laughs> you got Ludacris on here. You got Marv Wolf. Wow. And you name it, man. And, and uh, I, I had. Yeah. Let me put it to you this way. Gotcha. So you got some Michael Jai White. Okay. And of course, the goddess oh. Nichelle Nichols. One of the, one of the, one of the. Wait a minute! Wait what? a minute! Stop the presses! You had, uh, indeed. Uh, I'm gonna God forgive me. I'm gonna fuck her name up. Uh, <laughs> Ndi. Don't look for any for me. Don't look for any for. <laughs> oh man! You know, I just it, unless I unless I'm remembering it correctly. They're going to take one of her novels and make it into a movie. And uh, George R.R. R. Martin yeah, well, is supposed George to be George R.R. Martin. Is that the uh, Game of Thrones guy? Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Game of Thrones I guy. Mean, yeah. Nothing but love for people who love that sucker. <laughs> and I'm done. No, I'm like, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, I can't. The winter is coming. Winter's coming every goddamn second. Anyway, man, so you had luminaries. Okay. <laughs> coming. So, long story, long story short. Your black panel is Dude, no joke. No, you don't get you a write-up. You serious don't get a write-up in the there. Guardian because that's, because that's, come on. Come on, man. I mean, you know, come on. Come on. You know, if you, you get invited to the black panel, you not only yep. made it, you've got something to say which is important, right? You know, because here's the thing. Nobody gets on there and sells right. anything. Nobody gets on there and promotes anything. Yeah, we can talk, we talk about that mm -hmm. project for a second, but then we're on the how, how do people in the audience Get to where they are, right? And you okay. know, I don't. So this is an extension it, it, of your it mentoring. Came to pass because of my mentoring. Yeah, I mean, because I wanted to, I wanted to reach okay. people with the truth about about the, the field that they're that they're trying to get into, right? And you know, I mean, look. I mean, it, tell me if I'm getting a little too sentimental or whatever, 
But aren't you just making a lot of little milestones along the way as you mentor milestone, these folks? I mean, isn't that what you're doing? Milestone is the is the apex of of up to now. But it's something. I mean, you 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 steering well, I, Magruder I, I, in the I, right I, direction. You giving. You know, yeah, Stephen Harris, you feel, you follow me? You, your people are making well, studios. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm you're just trying to do what it is that my cousin did for me. I mean, my cousin kept me off the street, but he mm -hmm. didn't keep me off the street for just having me hang out. He kept me off the street because, quite frankly, he knew that in the, you know, in, in the, he knew in the future what, what I would face as an African-American man. And... The, 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 the art right. is a place where, quite frankly, we, we have a voice which isn't being heard as much as it should be heard. I mean, why are we still talking about milestones 20-something years later mm -hmm. when, when there's a bunch of milestones out there doing the kind of work that Milestone may have started, but that, I mean, look, look at uh, what Joe Illich is doing over at um, uh, Lions Forge, right? Um, and, you know, mm -hmm. b b don't get me wrong, the biggest and the best talent which exists out there is out there. I mean, you know, imagine getting Stephen Harris, Chris Sutton there. Sean Lonborough, um, can you imagine making a call and getting all those guys on a project? Yeah, well, you can imagine it, but I can do mm -hmm. it, right? And yeah, that is bluster. And that's what we should all be doing. Mm -hmm. We should all be mm -hmm. thinking about that kind of thing, you know? I mean, I would love, I would love to have Brother Man, as, 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 I can't own it, but I'd love to be in a position to work with it, to, to help it get to, because that, to me, that's the that's the apex of the end. Because brother man is a genius, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it really is. You know, and you yeah. know, man. I mean, so if you were if given the opportunity, what would you what would you do? How would you uh, how would you advance that property? Well, first I would brainwash people into thinking that I had created it. Um, then, well, I really think that brother man. Appeal is like Jay-Z's appeal when he first showed up, right? It's like Master P and those guys, you know, like, you know, they couldn't okay. get played on the radio, so they just forego on the radio, you know, and they got, they got to the root. If, mm -hmm. if I could broker a deal for Brother Man at Urban Ministries, right, that would be, not, that would be the first thing I would do, right? right. Um, because it's so relevant in its content it's so it's 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 just uh yeah. it's, it's, it's it's i'm gushing like a little schoolgirl, man but but those boys uh those, those boys are still they're still ahead of their time and 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 they have been for 25 something years and it's that's that's true i just bought that graphic they, novel they, the they, other day doing, yeah. what, what what happened no, no, I was, I was just, I was just thinking because, <clears throat> to me, I want to see it on film, uh, yeah. and I think you mentioned that. But that's a right. last time we talked. So, uh, you ever take care of that heroin deal? Oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> um, um, 
Yeah. <laughs> see, you gotta be, you gotta be, with, with brother man, you gotta be careful how you market it, right? Because it's, mm-hmm. you, you can't, you, you, you can't dilute the content, but you also can't scare, you can you know, make, make right. the film that you want to make, but make the trailer so it doesn't scare the white people. <laughs> but make the film that you want to make because mm. authenticity is going gonna, is gonna to win the day anyhow, you know? But, um, I mean, look, come on, yeah. man. That, 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 that book is just, just, just crazy good, you know? And, I, you know, and the fact that these, the, one of the reasons awesome. I don't think the thing is a movie now is those guys aren't going to take any shit deals, you know? But, you know, also, Mm-hmm. You know, um, having somebody work on that full time, um, I, I just think it's—I just think it's—it's—it's it's something that would be something well worth my time. Let's put it to you that way, you know. And and if I right. mentioned brother man and Wayne Brady, Wayne Brady goes damn, you know. I mean, you—I mean, imagine Wayne Brady's one of the most famous people in the world. Going, you know those guys, and I'm like, and you'll never meet them because. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, Wayne, you'll never meet him because you're my friend. You're my friend, right, Wayne? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, but that's you know, that's, I mean, Wayne's got that kind of juice. To be, I mean, people don't understand. Wayne, Wayne's a funny guy and whatnot, but, but he, he's also a businessman. He's a producer, and he's got a lot. His infrastructure is ridiculous, you know, and people keep thinking mm-hmm. that they see a part of somebody, and, and that person that they see a part of is, is all there is, right? And and that's sad because it just is. Because Wayne Wayne is Wayne is Wayne is a hell of a businessman, you know. And and yeah, you, know, you don't have to have a clothing line to make people think you're a businessman, you know. <laughs> so so you know, I mean, it's like Matt right, Johnson. Right, right. Well, I gotta call him Matt. Gotta call him Mister. Um, whenever you hear. A news report on Magic Johnson. They always miss, miss in business. I, I always get called Mr. Johnson because that when I was running the animation division, um, it was just instilled in me that whenever you talk about him in business, it's Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson. Whenever you hear about him on television or whatnot, right. they always go back to his status as an NBA player. Magic Johnson is probably one of the most successful, not black, mm-hmm. but successful businessmen. To ever walk the planet, and and wow. he is so damn prolific in what he does that we what 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 makes people comfortable with the fact that he's that good? Oh, former NBA great man, yeah, whatever. You know what? It's like Comic Con, right? Comic Con is the biggest pop culture event in the world. What do you see on TV when the first thing Comic Con is coming? You see a bunch of people walking around in costumes. Because that's what America understands. That's what right. <laughs> television does. Oh, Comic-Con is here again. There's a bunch of people walking around. And cosplay, cosplay is a lifestyle. That ain't a bunch of people walking around in costumes, right? That's a lifestyle, right? But the real beauty of Comic-Con is the revenue generated from that four or five days. I don't go to Comic Con to make speeches. I go to I go to Comic Con to secure to secure, to sure up, to invest in, or to create new relationships which is gonna drive revenue. It's not about going there and looking for the next 
put some, mm-hmm. some Superman number 19 I, I used to have when I was a kid. You know, this is about going there and, and creating a, and letting people know, you know, it's not, how, it's not about letting people know how I roll. It's about rolling and making sure that you bring people in with you who can roll with you. You know, I mean, it's, it's about revenue. It's about business. You know, and, 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 and look, man, I love, I love taking people. When, every year I get invited to the Grammys. I love taking people to the Grammys who've never been before, who are not in the industry. But if, in fact, it was just me, I'd never go because there's no business at the Grammys. The business is at the Grammy after the party. There's no business sitting there watching somebody get an award. Why do I care? You know, there's no business there. But, you know, you're, you're a mm. young girl around, I don't know, 20 to 30, whatever. You want to go to the Grammys? I'll check it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke there. But, 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 but the real business is, is what happens when you're talking to the people who, who run the careers of the people who are getting those, those awards. That's what a business is. How is it, how is it that, that the, people I, the people I keep getting in business with, how do I keep getting in business with these people? How am I in business with Karen Hunter or, or, or Wayne Brady or, or, or um, shit, man? Damn, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm in business with some pretty. Uh, come on, how like how, how did Motown find me? You know, mm-hmm. how, did, how how is it? It's relationships, you know, and it's relationships, but it's relationships yeah. which are based on performance. You're not gonna say, "Hey, I got this guy who really sucks. You should meet." Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not gonna do that one, you know. Right. You, you know you're gonna you're gonna sit down and you're gonna vet this person because if you if you sent me somebody horrible that's gonna reflect on who you they ain't gonna reflect on the person you sent me it's gonna reflect on you mm-hmm. and, you know and then and then our love affair goes you know it's not, it's not that big a deal you know we look at the wrong shit we look at the wrong things man I mean it's not how loud I am it's what I'm loud about you know and and, and you know, it's, it's interesting. The more the more I read about the uh, the alumni and, and look at some of the old panels, it almost seems like a like a workshop. It doesn't seem like a spectators kind of event. It, it sounds like a place for writers, illustrators, entrepreneurs to go to. Am, oh, I, am, I, am I off on that? Business, oh, that's what I'm, that's what I'm you getting. have a chance to ask. If you want to be in the music business, you have a chance to ask RZA, how is it that you do X? So answer you, clearly. And if you're savvy enough, smart mm-hmm. enough, or clever enough, and those are not, not those are not the same thing, you will be able to elicit a relationship with that person forever. And it's not, oh man, I got rid of cell phone. No, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, call for advice. Eventually you will end up working with that person. That's just how it is. Right? I mean that's just how mm-hmm. I mean Tatiana L. Corey, um, came to a mental program phenomenal like one year she's like in a mental program a couple of years later she's running bill duke's company yeah and wow. and then i can't get on the phone <laughs> no but she is that that's what it is that the black town is about i mean i've been asked six or seven times okay to bring it to bring it to tv or to the radio and uh, I just, 
I wish I could, but I'm too anal not to, you know, I mean, I'm too anal not to do it. I mean, I'm too anal to do it because mm-hmm. my whole thing is not, it's not, it's not about money. It's about reaching people who can make a difference, right? Now, Tatiana has a, um, a program, mm-hmm. program, which is all hers. It's a nonprofit, which for the life of me, I can't remember because I, I'm stupid. Give me a second. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm going to figure it out. It's a, her, no, I got to mention this thing because she's doing great work. And that's, it's, she's following in the footsteps of my cousin told me, each one, each one. You know, she's, uh, um, mm-hmm. give me a second, man. I got, you can ask me another question. I'm looking, I'm looking for the, for the thing right now. Um, um, uh, the black panel is there. Is there like a cover to, to go yeah. in? I mean, how does that work? Directly to me. No. Um, oh, the art. <laughs> it's the road to Artdom. It's the r- road to A R T D O M Foundation, and it's just her giving back mm-hmm. to young artists, trying to get more young artists from the inner city to 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 to, to, to be involved in what we do. And and she, I'm so proud of her. And she's not looking to get rich. She's looking to enrich the lives of people by bringing on into their lives. Right? That's her passion. But yeah, and she's uh, That's about that. Right? She has to be somebody you talk to because she's going to be the first woman to run a freaking studio. Yeah, she's like all that. She's a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal human being. She really is. So, all right, man. I'm gonna reach out to her if I if I can reach out if no, I can contact. I'm gonna tell you sent me. I give you, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, she, yeah. I'll, I'll hook you up with her. She's good. She's good. She's excellent. You know, but um, that's what it's all about. I mean, the, the panel is absolutely this this the second greatest love of my life. The first being um uh, love of my business life. The first being um uh. Memento program, Bad Boy Studio, right? Um, mm-hmm. Bad, Bad Boy Studio is the, is the, I mean, when I die, which is probably sooner than later, um, that, that I hope will be my internal, my internal legacy. Bad Boy Studios and, and, the, and the people I've helped, um, you know, a little bit get to where it is they want to be. Yo, family, I know you enjoyed that conversation as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. This is Jonathan Soul speaking with you now. Then head on over to JonathanSoul.com and pick up my ebook, Malcolm Mars. Malcolm like the prophet, Mars like the planet. It's a sci-fi ebook space opera. Talks about three brothers to take their families, pack them up in a homemade starship, kind of like an egg-shaped SUV, and they take them tomorrow to escape the violence, racism, the bullshit, basically. And they want to start a new life on the red planet. It's a lot of love. It's a lot of high drama. It's a lot of high tech. And most of all, it's a lot of black pride in that novel. So check it out, Malcolm Mars. Support this broadcast. Go over there to uh, Amazon.com and you can pick it up. Or you can go to my website, JonathanSoul.com, and it'll take you over to Amazon. Jonathan Soul, J-O-H-N. A-T-H-A-N-S-O-U-L on Twitter. Subscribe to the show on iTunes. 
Uh, follow me on Tumblr and Twitter. Over there, in addition to the broadcast, you'll also get my other interests. Photography, architecture, gorgeous sisters you'll see over there, and anime. I got a really uh, serious interest in anime, particularly that Ghost in the Shell slash Cowboy Bebop slash, you know what I mean, uh, Black Lagoon. You know, just kind of a, a disport, you know, high tech, a little bit of dark uh, kind of vibration. But you definitely enjoy the images over there. Listen, guys, I love you guys. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I hope all your dreams come true. Find something that you enjoy as much as I enjoy doing this podcast. And you always guarantee some happiness in your life. Love you guys. Go for our dreams.